Peace, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Microdosing Podcast with Alicia. I appreciate your time and energy that you are sharing here in this space. We're at our final segment, part four of Injustices of Grief with Kim Rayleigh Pickens. In this particular segment, Kim talks about her healing and how she's helping her children find healthy outlets for the expression of loss for their father. In particular, we talk about the actual grieving process, how you could reach out to ancestors, how closely connected you still are to people who have crossed over, and how you can use their energy to your advantage here on earth. Again, thank you for extending your time and lending your ear. Peace and progress. Uh, what do you want people to know about this in itself? And what do you want people to know about like where you are in your healing with all of this? You know, it, this was probably, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I still have moments where I know that I have not truly like released everything because I know I have to hold it together. I know I have to, I've got, life has other plans in store for me right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. but, but to actually have to tell a mother that her son is no longer with us. I mean, that mm-hmm. was, that was such a defining moment in my, gr- my grief and my trauma. And, you know, like I said, knowing that he wasn't going to come back in, in, in a physical form to, to, mm-hmm be with me, you know, it it really, Raj talked a lot about a lot of things and, and he really was a big believer in, in that, you know, we never actually truly die, that our energy still exists. And you can call that the Holy spirit. You can call that the ancestors, you can call that whatever you want, um, depending on what you believe. But, you know, he believed that we, we became quantum. Uh, he talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. And, And so, you know, I guess the irony is there were a lot of things that happened right after that, that really, that really made me appreciate what he said, because I knew, I I mean, I can feel him now, you know, I know he's with me, but the, we grieve because, because we lose that person, not because, right not because that, it's a selfish act. I mean, it, it it's is so I mean, selfish. Yeah, it really and, is. And, and the thing is, and, you know, and, and, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, there were times where I'm like, I just, I can't even imagine my life without him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because everything reminds me of him. I mean, there's our house is full. I mean, I look at the faces of our kids. It's like, there's not one thing that doesn't remind me of him on a daily basis. Um, and so he's everywhere all the time, like his yeah, air sign himself. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. And that's and, the beauty of it. And I'm so glad that you said that, that grieving in itself, that loss is a very selfish process. We make it more about us than we do about the person that we've lost because it feels so bad. It feels so heavy. How are you able to transform that into something that's so much lighter? Well, you know, I guess the thing is, you know, he did, I I guess the irony is he kind of trained me for this moment. You know, I mean, 
like the, the things that he would talk about the, you know, he, he had a song, you know, be here now. I mean, like I said, that's, you know, it's very much kind of that Buddhist mantra of, you know, be in mm-hmm. the moment. Be in the now. Yes. And, and so, you know, he spoke a lot about those type of things and that, that thought process. And so, you know, I really had to, and, and I still, every day, it's like, I actually ended up buying a ring that I wear um, that says be here now. And it's like, mm-hmm. when I, when I have to turn it around to, you know, I feel those words. It's like, I, I have to remind myself that this is where I'm supposed to be. I can't, I can't stay back where I was yesterday or five years ago or 10 years ago. It's yes. like, we have the most amazing memories and mm-hmm. it hurts like hell to not have him here. Um, because there are times where it's like, I want to pick up the phone and he's the one I want to call and tell him something. I Something happened the other day and I was like, man, if only Raj was here, he's the only one that would really appreciate the irony of whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, there are those moments that I miss, but those are moments that, that like I said, I, I can't make that happen anymore. And, right. and I can't, I mean, I can sit around and be angry about it. I can sit around and cry about it. But at a certain point in time, I have to, I still have a job to do. I still have to, I still have to do the things that, that I'm directed to do. Yeah. You have to fulfill your purpose. And, and the thing is, and I think once I really like understood that it made, it made grieving easier. Easier. Last weekend was such a hard weekend for me. Um, you know, it really, I, I felt bad because I had people, you know, like my, my, my sisters of color who were like, Hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I should be asking you that, you know, it's like, you shouldn't be asking me that, but it's like this whole thing of, you know, people innately knew that like something was not right. And, yeah. you know, I missed him so much. I mean, there were, there was a time where I had to pull off the road cause I had just started crying. I mean, but the thing is you have to let yourself have that. Yeah. You go through it because if you repress it, then it, things just go horribly, horribly wrong. They so. go all the way wrong. And then even if you, you know, there has to be a balance in all of it. And, you know, and one of the things that, that I've always appreciated are the people who said, you got to feel what you feel when you feel it. Absolutely. In Buddhism, they talk about the middle. I'm not going over too far to the right or to the left, but doing what you need to do in that center space, because then you'll go over the edge. And grieving is very much that way, that it can send you so far in one direction that you will have a hard time pulling yourself up out of it. And when you do, years will have passed. You won't even know how to assimilate because you've allowed so much time for grieving. And then you find yourself feeling like left out or not included or just in a state of paranoia. Or you can totally dismiss it altogether and not even get to your grieving. And by the time you really try to get to it, you're cracking to pieces because you never gave yourself an opportunity to be truthful with yourself about how you felt. Well, you know, when, when my mother-in-law, my ex-husband's mother, when she passed away, 
in 98, it was a very traumatic experience because like I said, she was like my second mother. And, mm-hmm. and when she passed away and talk about another pointless death. Um, but when I sat outside of UTMB and just, I felt like, you know, like the world was just like going in slow motion, but I could hear the cars going by and the squirrels were running around and, and it's like, you realize that life doesn't care who lives and who dies. Like it, those things continue. And, and as much as it is a harsh reality and how, no matter how much you as an individual are affected or crushed or whatever, it's like, life's like, sorry, got to keep going. And absolutely. And the thing is, it's like, once you understand that it's, it, it doesn't make it any easier when it comes to your personal grief, but it's the fact that you can't, you realize I can't stay here. Right. I can't stay you can't get my furniture and move into that space. That's and, not what you need to do. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and, and the art has helped tremendously. I mean, after Raj passed the boys and I, like I just rolled out a big piece of paper uh, one of those, I always have those big sheets of white p- paper you get from the craft store. Yes. Pulled out all the paints and they just started painting. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Cause yeah. they need an, uh, uh, they need to know that when they feel grief or sadness or sorrow, or when they've experienced some type of trauma, they need to know how to self-soothe. And that's awesome that as a mother, you dialed into that to give them, you know, that outlet and whatever other outlets you give them and just listening to what they have to say so that they can heal. You have the most beautiful children and you have five boys that you're raising in a place that is not always going to accept them um, because they are biracial or, you know, because they may identify more black or be accepted more as black. And they have to know that like how you were growing up in Victoria, there was something that was always pulling you to go a little bit further and seek outside of that space. They are their parents' children. So they will more than likely do a lot of the same thing. And they'll be moving about this world with a different dynamic of who they are. And you guys have done a great job of reminding them of who they are and how important they are and how important their contribution to art is as well. And, you know, and the thing is, we talk about Raj like he's still here and not in a way like we, you know, pretend that he didn't die. But the fact of the matter is, we, it's not taboo to have those conversations. And I've told them, you know, you should talk to your dad every day, you know, Absolutely. You, should, you should speak whatever truth you need to speak into the atmosphere. So he hears you, you know, it's like you, you need to be able to have those conversations. We listen to his music all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talk about, funny things that happen, or maybe it's about things that weren't so fun, you know, that maybe he didn't approve of or whatever, (laughs) you know, we have conversations about what actually happened. And, and, you know, what's funny is when I talk about 
things from whenever we first met and stuff like they are just fascinated by that because they just, it's not the mom and dad they know. Right. And so they're like, Oh my gosh, you actually did that. Or you did. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you do that kind of stuff all the time. So, you know, then we become a little more interesting to our, our right. Children, Cause you're humanizing yourself. Like they can go, what? And <laughs> they're like, the no way. No so, way. You know, so it's just funny that, you know, like I said, we, that is one of the ways that we try to heal too, is that it's not, it's not the, we must never speak of you again. I mean, I think that's utter and total crap um, that people pretend that people no longer exist. I'm like, how do you do that? I mean, it it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, and I feel like you dishonor the memory of that person and, you know, and you cut them out of your life um, if you don't talk about them and you don't talk. Yes. Yes. And on top of that, they want to be a part of your life and you have to give them permission to do that. They they can't just show up without you acknowledging that it's okay to be in this space with you. Exactly. And that's so important. I wish that more people, and maybe they will after listening to this, maybe they will get to a point where they feel more comfortable calling on people that they feel like have left them. It's so important to know that we're all connected. We're all sentient beings. Um, and that when somebody transitions, they're going into another space, you know, and in that space is still energy and that energy can still connect with us. So when the wind blows or you, there's a certain scent that passes by you, a lot of times it is the ancestry reminding you that they're still there and they still love you and they still are protecting you and they're still available for anything that you ever want to talk about. And they have really profound ways of communicating in a way that you will understand. And so, you know, that's just amazing that you're allowing your children to have that true experience and expression of love as it pertains to their father and themselves as men. And, you know, it really sheds some light on Raj left so much of himself here that can be accessed. And it it makes you wonder, you know, what is it that you want people to know about you when you're gone in the physical space? And, you know, how do you, how does that appeal to you, Kim, as someone who has done so many things like I said, for community and culture, um, really getting it through a woman that you held close to your heart, who just kind of being in her presence or whether she sat you down and just allowed you to be a part of really the Black experience and you taking that and saying, you know what? I have privilege in some areas and this is what I'm going to do with it. Um, and leaving your mark on this world as a, you know, in a better state than what it was before you got to it has been so important because I remember there have been times where you called on behalf of friends and you were Kimberly on the phone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just to get something specific accomplished because it could be detected through the phone that that person was black. And so you would be like, okay, give me the phone. 
and it would be a completely different experience. And you were able to use that as a way to help other people who were at a disadvantage. And your mark and your husband's mark and your purpose and and what you continue to evolve as and come into will be everlasting. And I'm just so grateful to be able to know you and and to have known your husband and still know your husband as well. Because like I said, he left an archive of things, of memories and tangible things like music um, and experiences that we'll be able to refer to forever. Yeah, I've been curating so much. I mean, as I go through his stuff, I mean, it is my goal to curate his life in in a way that is um, it makes it an experience for mm-hmm. other people um, because he did he left behind um, he left behind more music. I found a tape that, that he did when he was probably sixteen seventeen years old, and to hear the difference in his voice then versus you know at, right there at the end. I mean, like I said, just just the progression. I mean, just amazing. So I look forward to to sharing that with the world because, you know, he did heal people through music and he connected to people. And I believe that it's still, there's still value to that. And and I feel like it's it's one of those things that it helps to heal other people. And, and as that happens, it heals me as well. The way that all of that happened, is that your way of therapy? Is that your informal way of getting the therapy that you need to heal through this? It is. Um, you know, like I said, once again, he's he's using what he has said and done to to help me heal as much as as anybody else in this world. Um, but I also have some good people who've got my back. And, you know. I love to sit with them and have coffee and, and be able to have real conversations and not just, you know, they don't shy away. I mean, just like this conversation with you, it's like not, not shying away from having those difficult conversations and people not giving me a pass for not being honest about right. ask me how I feel. You know, it's like, if I say, you know, I'm all right. They're just like, come on now. You like, know? Come on with it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what we do in this space of adulting because we're real adults now. (laughs) I think we've been through enough to actually say that. And I'm grateful that um, that evolution has occurred. We don't see each other often and we're not in the same circles all the time. But when we do connect, it's as if we've always been connected. And I believe that we have. And I just want to thank you for taking this time out to share with us. Um, I wanted to ask you, was there a song in particular that um, you wanted to share, you know, just in name that is really special to you that Raj had written? And if there was any poetry that you wanted to share? Well, and I had a poem pulled up and apparently I've I've managed to lose it here. Um, say it was funny that you mentioned, um, what will, what will people say when we're gone? And it was mm-hmm. almost an exact line from a song Raj wrote. Um, really? Yeah. It was called unfinished room. Um, wow. and it said, I've, I'm building an unfinished room. Or I have an unfinished room that I'm building for you. And, um, 
and it's uh, telling the story. So I may not forget. Do you remember? And then it says, what will they say when we're gone? And like I said, it just, it really was a very, a very unique song. Um, and it spoke very uh, plainly about how he, uh, you know, it was the, un- the things that are unfinished in our lives, but that we, right. we can't worry about what people say when we're gone. All we can do is live our, live the best life that we can. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like I said, and he tried to be true to that. Um, and, and all I could do was appreciate his honesty. Um, yes, but, uh, um, I'm he, grateful that you were able to love in totality in this life. Um, I'm grateful that there's a manifestation of the love that you experienced. And I'm grateful that I've been able to witness that. I think that what you had with Raj was rare. And I know that true love is never easy. It's There's challenges every single day, <laughs> a new problem to solve each day. And I think that the both of you did an amazing job solving the math equations in your life together. <laughs> well, we definitely tried, that's for sure. We definitely no, we did. <laughs> we definitely made yeah. it as valiant as yeah. You did. You absolutely did that. Okay. So on that, you did that. And um, tell us a little bit about if you have any social media handles that people can reach you. Um, if there's any funding that is necessary, um, as you said, for the lawsuit, uh, where people can find that information. If you have anything to share, can you share that with us? Um, well, I haven't. Um, I haven't. I've tried to um, let the case progress as, as it, you know, just would normally do a uh, COVID-19 kind of slowed us down a bit, mm-hmm. um, but we're about to head into the deposition phase. And so I will, um, I will put uh, a page out there that will okay. give some more explanation because I've actually had several people recently who said, you know, if there's an action you want to take, we got your back and we'll be there. Yeah. So, and we need uh, to have that information because people want to help. People yeah, want to know what happened and people want to know what they're going to do about it. So, yeah. And so, like I said, I, I have been, you know, specifically very quiet about it, but not so quiet. I've, I've consciously and intentionally put, continue to put things about Raj out there mm-hmm. in the, in the, the social media world and into the atmosphere that show, you know, what he was about um, so that people, so you can't forget him. Like you just right. not gonna be able to forget him. Um, and it's not going to be that easy for those that try to forget. It's not going to be that easy. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we want. We want to keep his legacy alive and we want to highlight the beautiful contributions that he made into this life. And we want people to know that he's worthy of that understanding. And, um, we're here for your support. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Again, this is my wonderful friend, Kim Pickens, that came in to talk to us today about her healing journey on where she is in life and continue to protect your peace, continue to protect your energy. And again, if anything comes up that we can help you with, Kim, please let us know and we'll do our best making an accumulative effort to make that happen. So um, again, 
Thank you, and we love you dearly. Peace and progress. Thank you so much for listening to the Microdosing with Alicia podcast. Your time here has been greatly appreciated. As we wrap up the four-part series of Injustices of Grief with Kim Rayleigh Pickens. Kim, again, thank you for your strength and your courage in sharing this story. For those of you who are interested, please check out the Facebook page, Justice for Rajali. On this page, you will receive and get updates of how you can contribute. There are some memoriam items that you can purchase to also help with the pending lawsuit um, that is now in progress. If you want to listen to some of Raj's tunes on the way to somewhere, the EP is on your preferred platforms as well, more specifically iTunes. Thank you again for listening. We will see you soon or speak to you soon. Peace and progress.